Hey, babe, what you got there? This is a check from Carvana. I just sold my car to them. I went online and Carvana gave me an offer right away. Then they just picked up the car and gave me this. Well, that's a big check. Well, obviously you could put this towards your next car, or we could finally get that jacuzzi, or I could start taking tuba lessons, or I could quit my job and write my memoir. Or I can put it towards my next car with Carvana. Sorry, your check, not mine. Sell your car to Carvana. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to get a real offer in seconds. Yes, that's why the, he agrees. Because this is like, you're the best ever. You're Tom Brady. Shit. Let's go. I agree. Our I, agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. search for the perfect rental on a friday night did your parents have all of the premium channels so you watched all the movies you probably shouldn't have because you were way too young i know that's what i did and my co-host did welcome to mike and anthony soda pop culture club me mike along with my co-host anthony hallelujah it's another miracle Yes, it's another miracle because it's another episode. We bring our take on a classic movie every Monday from the 80s, 90s, and beyond, during which we will play the game and open up a six-pack of favorite scenes. We also point out a couple of generic scenes as well. At the end of the show, we will rate the movie 1 to 24 cans. One can is being conned out of your money. And 24 cans is looking fabulous in a silver sequin jacket. I think one can in this particular instance is... You're blind melon and there's no rain. <laughs> that is a, that's actually pretty excellent. But before we get to all that, we want to let you know that we have a Patreon. We want to encourage you to join it and help support the show for as little as $5 a month. You get bonus patron only episodes and much more. We also plan on making most of our back catalog possibly, possibly only for patrons. But if we can get 10 by October, we won't do that. We won't do that. What you gonna say something? You look. I yeah, was looking like, at your know. shirt. You got a new one? Oh. No, it's our same logo. I didn't I, know you he, he's looking that. at. I saw you. Here's got, the thing. Got the shirt. The what I'm wearing is one of our know, shirts, which you can go. Go I ahead. I didn't know you had the black and white one. That's all. Yeah, yeah. We what I'm doing is I'm wearing one of our shirts with our lo- one of our logos on it. Where you can go to our website, sodapopcultureclub.com, and you can hit the merch link and you can buy one yourself. It's a true story. They are. He's repping it. He, yeah. he wears it. So do I. I do wear it. But before we, uh, but other things I want to tell you first before we got to that was you, if you want to get one of your movies done, the best way to do it is probably be a patron because if you suggest it, eventually we'll probably do it. If you want it to be done right away, you can send us $25 using Venmo or PayPal to add Soda Pop Culture Club and tell us what it's for. And we do it. That's called the Fast Pass, like Disney World, but for right. podcast. So podcast with a happy ending. <laughs> well let's not get into that a couple more things don't forget to share the show with your friends and check out our instagram at mike and anthony where we post memes of like crazy things like dogs playing cards and anthony's abs so there you go 
you waste so much fucking time with this shit. No, we don't. Okay. And one more thing. We need you to go to Apple Podcasts and hit us up for a five-star, any star review, really, and a comment. It'd be super awesome, and it does help our show. Anthony. Yes. You got anything you want to say about what we're doing? Yes, I do. Play the fucking trailer. Just off the main highway, at a wide spot in the road, is Rustwater, Kansas. Prime pickings for Jonas Nightingale. Are you ready for a Are you ready for a miracle? Part showman. I hear Satan knocking, but he can't come in. Part salesman. We don't need no preacher selling us a lot of bunks. I'm not selling bunks, friend. I'm giving it away. Messiah of the interstate. Take a whiff at what just walked in. Special today steak, no liver, no fish, no hand, no spinach. Awful lot of nose there, Marva. No lip. She wants me. I think you should stick with your Bible pointers. Let's get some empty lives, a little meaning. Section two. First row, the white shirt, back row. And you, sir, come on up on stage and cure your backaches. You don't care what these people need. Your truck broke down and you're looking to cash in. I give my people a good show. Plenty of music. All he's doing is selling fairy tales to a bunch of people who thank him for it. Whoa, whoa! I feel a healing coming on. My sister thinks you're fake. Well, maybe I am and maybe I'm not. Get the job done, what difference does it make? Get the strength in your life! You believe in miracles, right? I'd like to hear what your sister has to say on the subject. I believe in life. What it does to you, and what you do back. Are you ready for the truth? I'll bet the last time you had a man was when Nixon was in office. No, you're so manipulative. Manipulators are sneaky. I'm obvious. Hallelujah! A series of alleged miracles have occurred in the town of Rustwater, Kansas. Alleged. You said it back. They say a little faith can work wonders. Hey, Rev, what about me? I don't think I got any more healing power left in me tonight. But once in a while, it just might do the impossible. Are you worried this time, Jones, that somebody's actually up there watching? Paramount Pictures presents Steve Martin, Deborah Winger, Leap of Faith. Did that sound wrong to you? Like sounded the, shitty. There's no trailer. It sound, what it sounded like was the overdub uh, of an Italian cast somewhere. You you don't need a trailer if you follow Jesus. Yes. You don't need a trailer, and that's okay. That's okay because the you trailer know what, is in your hearts, people. It's in your hearts. <laughs> Satan's not in these. Fighting. Satan is not in these trailers. He's in here. He's in your hearts. Go. Go on home. Sit in judgment on yourselves. Go on home. Get get the Anthony. Just uh, Because the trailer sucks, Anthony's just going to give you the breakdown. I'm just going to. Yeah, I'll give you the breakdown. Fuck it. All right. Here is our breakdown by the numbers since we don't have a fucking trailer for you. Directed by Richard Pierce and starring Steve Martin, Deborah Winger, the girl that got bitch slapped by John Travolta in that one movie. Lolita Vidovich, Liam Neeson, he will find you and he will kill you. Lucas Haas, Meatloaf, <laughs> Philip Seymour Hoffman, and MC Ganey, Leap of Faith was released on December 18th, 1992, taking in $23.4 million at the box office against a $20 million budget. Sounds about like the ratio they would have with this traveling fucking circus they got right now. 
It scores a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Which to me is not terrible because that means more people like it than don't. Uh, but it's obviously probably a little polarizing. I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's yeah. about right. I think it's about right. The, this right here um, is a good fact, though. Steve Martin took over the lead role after Michael Keaton quit the production. Producer Daniel Melnick was another to walk re- re- reputedly over money tussles with Paramount. So basically, that's, money. That's interesting, though, because, you know, when we uh, talk about, like, when we're talking about these movies and like different people you'd like to see in the role or you could see yeah. or people that were up for the role. I would like to have seen Steve Martin. Love him. Great. No God. Yes. National fucking treasure for sure. I would have liked to have seen Michael. Like I'm, I'm saying this, that like this movie, I like it. I don't love it, but I like it enough that yeah. I would actually like to see this movie with Michael Keaton in it. I would watch both. Yeah. Of them. I would like to see that. Michael. I can picture him in this role for sure. Because his over the top humor he had early in his career, specifically it's when you think yeah. like gung ho well, and Mr. Mom and it's that, but this particular role of an evangelist, I, yeah, he'd be great, man. I was like, damn Michael Keaton. Yeah. There's like some people you're that. like, man, I, the sliding doors of, of Hollywood, you know, one guy comes in, one guy leaves, like, you know, it's I'm strange. the Holy ghost with the most. How many times though, have we looked at a movie and we're like, Oh my gosh, what if that guy would have done it? You know, right. it's this, like, it, but, it happens. It's funny. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is one that like, I don't necessarily not want Steve Martin to be in it, but I would like to see it both ways, you know? Not yeah. that I would rather see this person or this person. I would just love to see that version of it and how it would have been. Yeah. Like, you know what it would, you know what it would be like? Um, Back to the Future, how they pretty much shot a whole movie with Eric Stoltz before they switched it out for Michael J. Fox. Wasn't I would movie. like to see both movies. Well, they said they shot a lot of it. They Man, shot a lot of it. I don't think they shot it. that much. They shot enough of it. And they, they shot, shot out a sequence. A decent so, amount, but yeah. And they did it so late in the process, they were afraid. Let's put it that way. But I don't um, think, uh, looking back, I don't want to see Eric Stoll. But I, that's hard to say because that's. I, a, I'm just th- saying he was th- a dark. Th- they said know, he was a darker version of Marty. It is. It's it's totally different though because it's a completely different movie. It's a box office masterpiece. Michael J. Fox owned that character. That's different than what we're talking about here. I, I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like. This is like, uh, I'd rather see Michael Keaton in Roxanne. Oh, well, that's a great movie, too. Actually, I think you could do Roxanne. I think he could do that. You could do fucking Roxanne. I think this is a thing we just came across. (laughs) Listen, I don't know. We got... Michael Keaton and the jerk. That's what you couldn't see. Planes, planes, trains, and automobiles. I could see Michael Keaton doing that, too. So I think, you know what? Michael Keaton and Steve Martin, I think what we're saying here is... They're kind of on three the same amigos. Level. They're on the same level. They're three amigos. <laughs> no, he'd be Michael Keaton would be better in three amigos because he would have the batarang. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Are um, you ready for the game? No, but are go you ahead. ready? He's going to play the game. Here we go, guys. All right. 
Ed, and we're here to play the game. And the game is where I'm going to read three reviews of this movie. Two of them are real. One of them is fake, which I have made up. And he has to guess which one that is. And you, too, can guess along. Because why not? You know, be a winner. Be a winner unlike him today. Because I feel good today. Be a winner. This game is brought to you by Noah's Mill Whiskey. Actually, we are not sponsored by any alcohol companies that I know of. I'm just throwing that in there. I already said earlier, I should start plugging some whiskeys that I'm doing. Yeah. I'm drinking. You're drinking. Right now, I I am sipping on Noah's Mill Whiskey, which I gotta say, is very, very fucking tasty. Is that two fingers you've got there? It's, um, my fingers aren't that big, so it's like a finger and a half. Yeah. All right. That's kind of like, I gotta say, this is really good stuff. Anybody that likes whiskey, I would highly, highly recommend this. Does not help you with the game though. Well, I'd recommend not help you with the game right now. (laughs) You got, you guys got to understand dealing with this fuck hole here on this show. I would recommend Kessler's or anything you can get your hands on. Get the cheap shit. Are you matter? Are you ready? Yep. Okay. Okay. Okay, here's your reviews. Paul Salfin, supercala.com. I actually walked out of this one. Bad. Sam Emerson, Santa Cruz Gazette. I felt conned after watching this one. Bob Bloom, Journal Courier. An underrated drama highlighted by Martin's flamboyant performance. There you go. Wow. Did you need me to reread anything or read that first one again? Paul Salfin, supercala.com. I actually walked out of this one bad. Um, I'm going to say it's that one. Okay. Is there a reason why? Do you want to give me a, I'm going to tell you, and I don't know. Uh, again, I, Paul Salfin, I feel like I know that name. Okay. I can't say why. I'm super callow, whatever. Super califragilistic, expialidocious. Exactly. I am going to, I am going to eliminate one though for you. All right. And that's Bob Bloom. The Bob Bloom of the Journal and Courier thinks it's underrated, and that's real. Okay. Sam Emerson in the movie Lost Boys was Corey Haim. Oh. <laughs> Of the Santa Cruz Gazette, I was going to say the Santa Clarita, but you would have known. So, yeah. there you go. <laughs> so, I got you. I win today. Wah, wah, wah. And right. if you won, you can let us know. Email us. Tell us how you feel victorious. And he's a loser. Please right? do. Yes, I am a loser. I am sitting here talking to you, <laughs> so I don't call myself a winner. <laughs> And we're going to get into this and we're going to start going. But first, a word from this. Faith healer Jonas Nightingale makes a living traveling across America holding tent revivals and conducting purported miracles while being helped by his friend and manager, Jane Larson, and an entourage of fellow con artists. One of their trucks breaks down in Rustwater, Kansas. Rustwater, short on jobs and in a drought, is in desperate need of rain to save its crops. Learning they will be stuck in Rustwater for four days waiting for replacement parts, Jonas decides to hold revival meetings despite the town's small size in an effort to cut some of their losses from the repairs. 
Early on, Jonas meets Marva, a waitress in a local cafe, but she rebuffs his persistent advances. I'm going to get my six pack already. You're like, okay, you're like, oh no, hold on. Uh, yeah. Okay. The crew. I love this crew. You got like Meatloaf, the whole vibe. His No, yeah. his crew that he travels with. Like you throw in a golf club, you've got 10 cups. <laughs> you do. You this, do. Like you this do. reminds me of them so much. Like, I mean, I like these are you got meatloaf, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and shit. Like, it's a, it's all the it, peanut gallery. It does rem- like you're driving cross country, living in and out of each other's pockets, kind of thing. That J- is Jane the Cheech Marin character. Then is that what I you're feel, saying? You know what's funny? Like because you watch this and like, so he's got they've got what the two tour buses and the semi yeah 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 so this kind of like this would be 10 cup after he actually went pro and went on tour and then started going across country and trying to cash in like doing his thing yeah he's trying he's like you know you know who it reminds me of when you say that it reminds me of, you know john daly i was uh, just gonna say john daly yeah he would go when he was still drinking and he's now clean but when he was still drinking and a partier, he would go to the tournaments ahead of time and party and get all loaded with people. And it was he was that was the show. He was like it was like a thing, and they people he's, would pay him to come to their bars. He's still drinking. It's just like fourteen diet cokes an hour, I think. Okay, I was gonna say, I was say, is it like in the seventies when so, they said you need to you need to lighten up on your drugs? So do a joint a day and uh, three beers or so, something. It's more like <laughs> give me something with some stevia in it. God damn it. <laughs> and a cigar. I I agree with you. I love the crew, and I love how you see right away the high tech tricks they use when they get that cop. Yeah, um, when they pu- get pulled over, that high was tech. that at was time, pretty at the time high tech. Well, yeah, even now though, you could still do that with the your. I know, but a, like the technology they have there is like something that a seven year old could get online right now. Oh, right now? Yeah, yeah. But but then that was a thing. Um yeah. that was definitely a thing. As a matter of fact, do I have that um I don't know if I have that fact on here. I might have it later. I'll talk about it later. It's uh oh no, here it is. Jonas mind reading trick, which he does with the uh cop first, uh wherein he receives an intimate details about his marks via a small radio, loosely follows the exploits of televangelist Peter Popoff. This is a real guy who did what he's doing. Yeah. And Nothing. Yeah. So he performed very similar tricks with his wife at a microphone. So it's, it's yeah. I mean, like already like, because this is back uh, in the nineties, early nineties. And this is when you had the televangelists. It was like a big thing. Oh yeah. You had, but not even that you had the 900 psychic numbers. You can call in, get your fortune told. <laughs> All this shit, which it was just such a fucking <laughs> so racket. Awful. It was such a oh. and it's but it's really funny to think back on that now because like if you don't like people now, they don't understand that. They don't even, you know, like if you didn't yeah. grow, grow up during that time, you didn't realize how much bullshit that was and like that that was such a thing. And how you know? easy it was for people to fall into it because was. there was no internet. There was no because, way to but that's the thing, like, anything. Right now, YouTube would debunk that in a week. And people like, oh, fuck that. 
Uh, well, that's what happened to the Peter Popoff, the original guy. Yeah. On Johnny Carson's show, he got outed by a magician who sh- who, who showed his tricks, and I forget the guy's name, um, but I but he was a very famous uh, atheist actually in the atheist community for what he used to do. So and and see, that's like the the big difference there, and we'll we'll I'm sure we'll get into this later, but magicians even like that's something you're paying for for entertainment. You know this, yeah. is, you know, and that's kind of the whole thing about this they're putting on this yeah this skirt it's 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 like you know and there's so many questions about it as far as is it right is it wrong it's like if people pay to see it but this is totally different because they're expecting more out of it because of their faith i agree the expectations are different uh it's like i like i like what you say there with that because it's like the moment where you're singing and dancing and stuff, that's a, that's a show. The moment where you're trying to heal somebody and that's not really happening. Right. That's a con. And you're, <laughs> you're thinking this will help you in whatever now, way. The first scene though, with the cop yeah. is a good example of where he, you can see how he's can cold read people and he but, actually, but he does it for selfish needs, but he does help the guy. But so he helps in that fine yes. line. And that's what sets this up. It's like, I get the end results. How, why did, you know, what does it matter? matter? How I did it, you know? That's the theme of the movie. It's it's a very fine line. Yep. Now, when they get to Rustwater, one of the things Rustwater is known for is corn relish. What is it? And why in the fuck would you want it? I don't even know what corn relish is. I didn't look it up. I didn't Google it. I didn't, uh, I'm just, it's not, I don't, I was not that interested, but when you went in that diner, you saw it all over the fucking counter in those little dishes. I don't know what it is. I mean, I like corn and I like relish. So. I mean, if you're telling me you're putting some pickled vegetables with some corn, I guess maybe, uh, is that what we're going for here? <laughs> I, I don't know. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's check this out. Corn relish. Let's see. Google. What do you tell me? This is, there's corn, bell peppers, onion, diced pimentos, sugar, might be tasty, cider vinegar, celery seed, salt, mustard seed, red pepper sauce. This is just one version that I looked up. So, okay. My thing is, that doesn't sound that bad. I I think, I think at our next cookout, you bring, you make the corn relish. And we Maybe. try it out. I might, or I might just <laughs> fucking buy it online. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, now when they get to town, the diner scene is, I love everything about it. There's so yeah. many things that go on in there. There's so many, there's the, I like his, uh, when he hits on the one girl and one of my favorite lines is the, the great wisdom. He has the greater, the resistance, the further you can get like, like a slingshot. <laughs> like a slingshot. Yes. I love that. I like the KKK omelet. Uh, whites only. I thought that was a funny. Yeah, I, I like. Is it? It's it's not funny because we can't say it's funny now. And I can't because you've got because he man, was in, for what we think at this time is a man of God saying that. That's kind of not <laughs> cool for him to say I that. It, I <laughs> think that was the point. I, I don't. I don't. I'm just saying like. I don't think it's a point. Like it's he's new in town. He's an evangelist. Yeah. And he makes that joke. 
I don't think that's the way to I, go. He was doing. He was making it for the benefit of his angels. You know, his uh, the Jonas's angels or whatever he, their choir. I think they're called his angels. The choir is so. I, so and they laughed at it. So that's why I was like, ah, it's funny. Well, this is back um, then too when everybody would laugh at everything that you say because they go along with you. Because they true. Have to. Because remember, he's rolling deep. He's got an employee base of how many hundred people? Oh, there's a lot of people that have to put up that damn with the. I mean, two bus loads and a, that's what I'm and a like, semi. Watching this, I was like, you kind of can't really tell for sure because you got the choir. Maybe that he hires day laborers to put up the. Well, no, and they they did do uh, day laborers. I, I do think they did that because they mentioned that when they were trying to get the permits but i'm like how many people do you got rolling with you because you've got this whole choir and that's like you know 50 people at least right? uh, well maybe 30 i don't know you're right and but it's a lot <laughs> all these other people like you've got you got a lot of fucking people working for you yeah he's he's uh he's an economy but it's a uh, it, it's on a house of cards uh he's an economist actually <laughs> i've got my six pack here though i've got a line Hello. here that i like in here it it's kind of a throwaway line but i just like the way steve martin delivers when uh when he's talking to the one the one lady at the diner he goes i wish i could ma'am because i know how jesus loves to rock <laughs> the way he loved to rock <laughs> i just it's, love that this delivery of that line yeah it's one of those i do love that steve martin or Michael Keaton could do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Once you said that, I'm like, you start thinking about, Oh shit. I'm picturing Michael Keaton doing that too now. Cause he could do it too. <laughs> You're right. He could now, um, when they're trying to, like you talked about the permits when they're trying to get that, when you see Liam Neeson in this movie, do you, can you only think of his particular set of skills? No. What I can think of is, he doesn't look that much younger there than he does in those movies. Yeah. I'm thinking yeah. like, yeah, it's I, true. Really? I'm like, I'm, I'm like, was he just born 40 looking that years way old? And that's it for a long time. You know, I was There's listening about to... uh, love actually like he doesn't look that any different. Like, are you fucking Paul Rudd? That's what good the makeup. going on? That's makeup. But I was just uh, listening to uh, some people who do a thing on Schwarzenegger. And Schwarzenegger, people don't realize, it was in his mid-30s by the time he did Terminator. And think how long he looked like that. Like how long he looked like he was 30-something years old until probably in the early aughts, he looked the same. Well, Terminator... So for years, mean, was 82... What the hell? Give he, me a buzz cut he, and put me in sunglasses. And yeah, but every movie he looked the same for like twenty years, and he and he's obviously in his forties, getting into his fifties. It's it's crazy. There's some people like like Paul Rudd, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Liam Neeson that just for some reason there's a right. time in their life where they just don't age until. But they one day hit the wall. Schwarzenegger did. I'm, I'm sure Liam Neeson will. I'm waiting for that. And Paul Rudd will hit the wall. He will. His skin will loosen. He'll, you know, he'll be. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever, like, he will. I feel like Paul Rudd, I don't know. The gods just blessed him or he has found a cream that we don't know about. 
You know what? What he probably is doing uh, is probably uh, going to become a televangelist because I Steve oh, Martin in here. I, I no, <laughs> that's what I'm going to tell you right now. Follow me Listen, with my skin treatment. <laughs> what you're going to find on the shelves at CVS in several years will be Rud Mud. Rud Mud. Yes. <laughs> you're right. Maybe Rudd we should come up with that. Face exfoliates. <laughs> No, I was going to say, um, I love, uh, but I was going to get back to this Jonas. I love when he goes to the radio station and he's laid on thick. And one of my favorite lines, I don't have it as a six pack. I can have so many with just lines. Um, the one with the real butter. I just love that line when he says, yeah. you know, the, the, the movie, the movie theater popcorn, you know, the one with the, the real, real butter. butter. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? I've never, I guess. It, maybe that was a thing then because they did used to have the butter sprinkle. You're right. They did used to have the yeah. butter sprinkle, not the butter butter. You know, he's right. But the one with the real we butter. We all know we want the imitation shit dunked 14 times. <laughs> into your, like, that's what everybody wants. Fill, you want halfway, you want to fill it with some butter. Halfway again, fill it with some butter. It's, you want to, you, you know. The thing with that is if I'm going to the movies and I'm paying, Eight dollars for a fucking tub of popcorn. Oh, I want be as much shit as I can get in that. You give me all of it. Dunk it. I, Dunk it again. Here's what I want to. <laughs> you want to go to the movies with me again? I don't I ever want to go to the movies with you again, especially with you driving. Yes, you do. No, Fuck I don't. Off. You no, do. Don't. So, no, so here's what we got to do, though. We got to bring one of those metal bowls. And then just and fill the bottom of it with some of the butter, and then toss the popcorn in the butter because I think that would make it perfect. Ooh, and then do a little emerald at the end, a little bam, 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 hit with some spice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> now I want to get into the building the tent. We talked about that a little bit. They had the day labors, but it's a great montage, isn't it? Isn't um, it a great? You know it is, but I, I was watching that and thinking that does not look sturdy to me. Oh, that looked like to me that looked way better than I, it should have ever been. Like the way you're like, pulling that up, I'm like, how are it just it didn't look structurally sound. To it me, really it didn't. looked like it was structurally sound because those cables are tension. But but my problem was is that where those things poke through the top, are those holes? So if it rains, it's gonna come in through those holes. Well, that was my question. That's how the Holy Spirit gets in. You gotta have some holes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how Satan gets out, and the Holy Spirit comes in. Exactly. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. (laughs) You know, I think uh, Jonas could have been a politician because when he was out there, and they were out going out there and telling everybody to come, he was pressing the flesh pretty good. Like he could. I mean, he has no problem just being himself all the time. I don't know why he didn't try. I mean, he's got a record, so that might be why. Because it was going to be like, why didn't he try that instead? I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It makes you wonder at I, the end I, of this, what the hell is he going to do now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll I, that's we can speculate at the end of this what might be happening with that. Now, do you. So Jane ends up showing interest in Will. Do do you know why? Like, because I don't understand. She's obviously into Jonas's whole vibe and likes. She kind of got now, off on it at first in this movie, be helping doing that. She kind of enjoys that. So um, why no, would she go for Will, who hates everything about it? Um, no, I don't think that at all. I think they've got a 
it's a different relationship. I don't think there's. It's one of those. Yeah, when I say get off. I don't mean sexually. I, I mean get off no, like as in that's having what, a good time. That's what I'm saying. Like they, they're. I feel like they are the. They are actually people that are like the don't dip your pen in the company ink kind of thing. Okay. Whereas she's like, and you got you got to think about like they're on the road. They're meeting yeah. a lot of people. This is they're, yeah. They're, I mean, they're a rock band. Pretty you know? much, they're like a they're right. a traveling rock show. So that's the thing. It's like you can have that the innuendos and stuff, but don't fuck another bandmate kind of thing. You know, it's funny you say traveling rock show, but their album is the Bible. <laughs> Well, exactly. <laughs> they, they play are, the greatest hits in every town. <laughs> hey, they're they're Creed, okay? They're fucking Creed. Well, how does that go again? <laughs> Court is in session. Verdict is in. No appeal on the back of the day, just my own sin. Hallelujah, brother. Testify. Should I be dead Hallelujah. on a Sunday morning, banging my head? All right. Um, <laughs> so no, okay. I think that's the thing. And she's like, "There, th- that's not going to happen. Maybe it did. We don't know. But it's pretty much not going to happen again. I would say it either never happened or it did once and it's never going to happen again. You know? Yeah. I got you. So I got she's you. like, yeah. hey, I'm a young, virile person. I just got out of an abusive relationship with John Travolta. I need, <laughs> I need some ass, okay? I need a I need a guy who's a gentleman. <laughs> Somebody that didn't just win a bull riding contest and beat me up and shit before that. I need a gentleman. <laughs> but that's, that's now, what I do like when uh, Jonas is going after Marva, and she's like. And I love her line. Is it sort of a holy grail of road pussy kind of thing? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> that, was, that was a, you know, uh, uh, Deborah Winger. That's a, a great line for a person who wanted to do all these feminist movies we've talked about. <laughs> you know? gotta be the character, though. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, you know, now, I, I, like, Marva. Have you ever heard that name before in your life? No, but you know that does to me that does sound like something that you would see in the South or in the Midwest. All uh, a, a name. It was probably uh, and Martha and Mar. Someone named Marvin a, together. Like, it's funny because, um, and she is that actress is very good looking. Obviously, yeah, she's pretty. She's very pretty, very pretty. Yeah. All I can think of is Marva Dump, dump Truck. When I hear that, oh yeah, that's all I can right. Think of. That's like, Lolita Davidovich. That doesn't that fit Marva Dump Truck. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah, it doesn't fit. You're right, <laughs> but she's uh, but she's cute, and you know it is a thing. Now let's get to the first uh, revival meeting. The one thing that um, he says in this is he says, you know, always look better than they do. I have a fact on that. Is he actually got advice? from someone when, before he became a stand-up famous stand-up comedian, Steve Martin did, uh, they told him always look better than they do, uh, before he became famous that, and that, cause that's why he wore the white suit. So if you ever watched his old stand-up yeah. 
He yeah. always wore a really finely tailored white suit because he was told always look better than them. So, which makes okay. sense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think about it, it, it does make sense in any form of entertainment because, like, you want people to look up to you, to want to be yeah. you. So, yeah, they want to. If you want them to be there, you got to do that. So, I got a six pack. I want to hit. Okay, here we go. Hit it. And there's and in his sermons or in his preaching or whatever it is, you could pick so many. But one of my favorites is uh, when he says, "By the man with the twelve gauge supercharged grenade launcher of love." It's so over the top. It is. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my favorites. I just, <laughs> I can't, I can't help but but when I hear that. But it's so bizarre. Like those people are listening to this and they're taking all that seriously, and I'm listening to it and I'm laughing. So I don't know what hey, I'm supposed you, to do. Well, no, you're doing what you should do because if you were at a real evangelist gathering, you would yeah. be laughing yeah. at every fucking thing they said. So would I. You are correct. You so, are correct. Like that. <laughs> the, don't like we'd be doing the same thing. Like, oh God, <laughs> yeah. you fucking idiots. Oh, so funny. Because um, like when you when you watch this shit, like this movie is like watching that. It is. It you is. Know, uh, they used to show these on TV and shit. All of this. And it was bizarre. It was the same dumb shit. It was like, really? But you're laughing at the stuff they say because you know that they're full of shit. Because <laughs> they don't they if they were sincere, they wouldn't be on TV. That's basically right, what it right, comes exactly. Because <laughs> they're about they're about seeing people, having people see them, not about saying what they need to say. I want to get into the you know he gets into the healing part now. Earlier in this, I got so I got a generic. That's what I want to get into. All right, generic here. And earlier in the when the people are coming in, uh, a lady named Emma Schlarp comes in, and they say, "Oh, let's take you to the front. I got a nice seat here. I sit you here." Um, and then when they get into the healing portion, he's doing his thing. You know, people are pretending, I guess, to be healed. I never understood the whole healing thing. Um, but my thing is with her, they take her on the stage. And when she came in, she didn't speak of any ailments. She didn't say she was there for that. But when she came on the stage, he, he like says, oh, you can't walk or stand or whatever it is. And then she stands up and dances and like looks like she's in a trance and goes along with him. Um, to me, I just I didn't understand why she did that. That looked I thought that was a hole kind of. Like, I don't know why would to, she do you that. Know what? So, I just rewatched this for the first time in many years. I'd have to check that again because I do know that it, there was something about it where because he asked. She her, said she traveled thirty miles, 30 miles from somewhere yes, else. Yeah, she sits down the thing. They take her up there. You don't hear anything else. And but then next thing you know, she's on the stage dancing she was like, like she couldn't walk. Having a lot of trouble walking in the first place, and I think that might be why. You know what I mean? When yeah. he, he got her, she was going very fucking slow. She was like going okay. like my kid's power wheels when the battery's almost dead. She's like <laughs> going. <laughs> exactly. So I think that might have been why it was like, oh, let's get you a seat here. And Maybe they thought she couldn't hear very well. Didn't know what they were saying. So I'll oh, took advantage. So I say they took advantage yeah. of her. Yeah. Or if she went along with it, she's just as bad as they are. I mean, just whatever. So do you have a couple of six packs here? You want I over, do. Or? I do. Let me hit one for you. For- 
All right. So at the first whole gathering, um, the mind reading trick. So we got a little of this earlier when they got pulled over and he did that, which we talked about. I like it here, partly to see the coordination and really old technology being used. So like, yeah. it was really, I do like that about this because it's kind of genius, but at the same time, it's like, you guys are working on Commodore 64s. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> those weren't bad though. Those little, they had smaller in-ear ones than in I've one. seen in B12. It's like, are you playing, you're playing Battleship, but telling them, hey, this is what that person said. I typed <sighs> it down here. The grid, well, the grid this is, is a genius because they always set it up the same. I guess that's a good thing um, when it comes to that. But you know what? I was just thinking, doesn't this remind you of Fletch Lives a little? Yeah. 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 They kind of, I mean, they all, they both came out around the same time, though. So there's that. So yeah. I think Fletch Lives can maybe came out a year but before. I so like, have this so thing. Um, I will say, uh, but it was that whole like controlling the crowd kind of thing and doing that was yeah that part of it that was cool. It made yeah, me think, yeah. honestly, when I watched it, it did make me think of Now You See Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, yeah. Way older now You See Me is much, yeah, way much older better version. than that. But yeah. <laughs> uh, you have a second one, though, right? I got a second, second one. Why don't you tell him to go kick some shit? Best line of the movie. <laughs> One of the best lines that I remember in a long time, and I forgot about that line in this movie. Why don't you tell him to go kick some shit? I, you could use that every day of your life, people. Go tell him to kick some shit. Just use it. I love it. It's a, Just great, when it's you, a great saying. Great. I'm bringing that back. If you, if you need a PG version, kick rocks. Is it go kick some shit. No, you don't. You need the full version. And guess what, dude? Go kick some shit. Kick is, some shit. Is actually, <laughs> hey, go kick some shit is actually PG 13. Okay, okay. According PG, to, that's it. PG. No. I think go kick some shit today is actually PG too. Okay, G. Rated G version. Kick rocks. No, there's no G anymore. You're not a G. I can there's tell you no that. G, Are you ready? There's no Warren G. There's just kick some shit. Put on your shit kickers and kick some shit. Go ahead. You're uh, up. Jonas can't understand why Marva won't date him. Marva points to her brother Boyd, who walks with crutches following an auto accident that also killed her parents. Marva explains that doctors couldn't find anything physically wrong with him, so as a last resort, she took him to a faith healer who subsequently blamed it on Boyd's supposed lack of faith. Marvin now detests faith healers, having had one blame her brother for his own psychosomatic disability, and she's still serving pancakes at IHOP. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this That's is a at. small thing. That's this is an at. important part of the story. There's not much to say here, other than I think the reason this is important is when Jonas sees him, um, that kind of scares him because. Then he, the person he wants to date also has someone that needs healed. And, you know, it's, it's, you know how that works. You heal my brother, you get in my pants. I think that's what he's thinking in his mind. When I get that feeling, I need sexual healing. 
Yeah. But but what conmen always avoid, always is the genuine article. Meaning the honest man, the genuine person, they always avoid that at all costs because that's the one thing they can't get around. They can't ever beat an honest person who who's genuine. That's that's hard to do. The real deal that will spoil my deal. That's why Will is is not in the tent giving money. That's <laughs> He's why He's not looking for anything. Yeah, we are not the genuine article. You and see, I. Yeah. Well, con we'll see what common prey on is people looking for something for nothing. And 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 that I ironically, when you go and pray and ask for things, you're looking for something for nothing. You're saying, hey, here's you know, and you think you're buying uh, salvation or buying your prayer to be answered, but it's you're looking for something for nothing. And that's what he prays on, and this guy is not. That's like us with this podcast. We're preying on those people. We're praying. You're on those getting people. nothing from this. <laughs> you're getting. You're getting nothing. Well, I'm gonna. I, I, I'm gonna <laughs> are you? Do you have anything else? Because I was just gonna move on. Like I said, it was just an important part of the story. We want to. Sure yes, let's go. Uh, Rustwater's local sheriff, Will Braverman, is unhappy with Jonas and tries to prevent his townspeople from being conned out of their money. He tries engaging in some legal harassment as well as unmasking Jonas on the re- revival stage as a fraud. Jonas is able to spin this to his advantage and re-energizes the crowd, further exacerbating the sheriff. Jonas also gives back the collections for the day, saying he would not take their money in good conscience, knowing that they doubted him. If his faith was strong, God would send him them a sign. He also has his crew secretly plant an additional $80 among the crowd. The next morning, the huge crucifix forming the backdrop of the revival tent with Jesus' eyes normally closed is found to somehow have his eyes opened. A shocked Jonas proclaims it a miracle, even though he is the one who did it. (laughs) Get the fake 20s. Get the fake 20s, yes. So... This this section is where we go through a lot of things. I want to. This is where I want to say that the revivals, though, do like we said earlier, they do look entertaining. So if you go there, like Jonas said earlier in the movie, I give them a show. If you feel that you put your money in there and you got a show, and that's what you got yeah. out, yeah, yeah, I, I think okay. I, but if you're, but the intention is everything in this, exactly. And people, they're they're not putting their money in to watch a show though. They're going there for free. They're putting it in because they think that they're going to get something out of it. And that's this, this that that's, that's going to get me in a whole thing about religion that I don't want to go into right now. I know. I'm I know. But that's this. To go into it. I just don't want to right now. Cause that's like, yeah, we got to do a whole episode on, a bunch of other shit, Jehovah's witnesses and all this other shit that I want to rant on and all this stuff. But <laughs> it is a bunch of bullshit. Like I, especially this. Yeah. Listen, like passing around a collection plate, but listen, that are the past buckets. No, I've seen, <laughs> well, to me growing up in church, it was a plate. I mean, I, it was a, plate. a wicker, I know what you mean. wicker plate. But like, yeah. very funded. What the fuck? You yeah. Know? So <laughs> this is you. Give more of your fucking money that you yeah. don't have for salvation or for whatever the fuck. 
you're trying the promise to, of maybe getting something better. The promise of, you know, what? <laughs> right there that the promise of maybe I think that's it right there. Should it's we actually, write the movie? The promise of maybe the promise of maybe. Yes, we should. <laughs> hey, edit this out and save it. Cause I think that's actually a good thing. Don't, don't spoil that. The promise of maybe. <laughs> I really do think that's a fucking movie right by itself. The promise of yeah, it is. It is. Oh, there's so much. You know the 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 thing with this though is when he's up there and he's doing his thing. I'm watching it and I look at it as a show, and it looks so bizarre to me that people get caught up in it. But but they do, and they see it as more than just a show, and that's what really gets me. But I do want to hit a six pack now because this is when this comes out. um, Is in this this night. And that is the sequin coat, which is epic. That is awesome. And I like really the tricks he does in this night. And he does the thing before Will comes up on the stage. He does the thing where he puts the crosses on their head with the stamp. Um, he does some tricks, like we said. I mean, he he dupes them. He dupes them. Dupes them. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I really love it. Um, but... But you know he does those tricks. He has that great coat uh, before Will gets him. But but Will does a number on him. I mean, kinda, kinda. But he's a genius. Jonas is a genius. That's all I say. Jonas Nightingale is a genius. That's really yeah. what it is. He is a genius because Will. So he does all these cool things. I just said. You know he does the coat, which is amazing. I love to be a disco ball personally. I'm the right shape. Um, plus <laughs> he does the thing. But then. Will comes up on the stage and he basically says everything about him. And then what does Jonas do? He basically says, you're right. Wait, 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 wait. What does Jonas do? What does Jonas do? Jonas dance before the Lord with all his, with all his might. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Wrong movie, (laughs) but it fits so well there. (laughs) What did Jonas do? But, he, <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is um, when Jane looked at Jonas when he was standing over the side, she kind of knew, I think, he has a thing he can do. Like, she's probably seen it all. And when he gets out there, he does, you know, hung out in bars, hot-wired cars. You know, did he have all these lines ready for I, this moment? Has I he don't, always? Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you you feel like he had to. You got to be prepared for that. Yeah, they've done this for so long. I would long. agree. Uh, I would agree with you. Now, here's the thing I have for you because you hate, you know, you the the whole predatory nature of church, right? Yes. Oh um, God, yes. But oh. Will shamed it. But here's the thing I have for you, and the question: Will shamed all those people for giving Jonas money, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, shamed them. Would he shame them the same way in their local church when he give, when they give it to that little church? Would he say, "Oh, you need that money. Don't give it to them." You need that. Or would he be okay with that? So it's just a matter of where they put it, not whether they, you know, that's yeah, the problem. I think it's, this is brought in. So it's, it's different. This is a circus to him coming to town. It's an yeah. extra. Yeah. Circus. But if they were going to give know? 10 bucks to the local church, why, you know, that's there's a difference for him. There's a difference between church that you believe in, that you've always believed in, compared to con artists coming in trying Evangelist. to steal your money. Con artists. Don't call them that anymore. Yeah. 
We're not. Well, I mean, you know. Fucking con artist <laughs> coming in to take your money. It's a big difference. And you know what? Look, and I've already, you know, you you and I feel the same way about churches, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we're on the same page they're, with that. They're good theater. Right. Right. <laughs> whatever yeah but but what jonas proves when he says his little diatribe and gets him back on his in his favor what he does he proves how easily swayed people are to believe in the ridiculous like he got him back around because he gave him back their money and he said yes i am the bad i'm the guy who traveled the rocky road i'm the guy Mm -hmm. and they all swayed back into believing him you know even before they left that tent they all had a little bit more belief left they still yep. had a little doubt, but not as much as they did after Will got off that stage. So to me, he he's that people are just gullible, and that's what that goes down to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yes. But let's talk about this. Mm. Did you see the picture on his bed when he got the paints, the Zamora character? Like, it looked like him being held by a mentalist or a, like a hip into. Did you see that little picture? Probably not. It was it was a quick remember. thing. It was quick. Yeah. It was real quick. And I was like, I saw that picture. And I was like, well, that tells you that a mentalist named Zamora probably taught him everything he knows at a young oh, age. Oh, he was no, a little no. boy. Yes. I'm sorry. I remember that. Yes. The little picture. Yeah. It, 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 while the picture is just a picture, it really fills in a story for you, doesn't it? It like shoots in a story into your head. Oh, I know what he did there. I know what happened. Yeah. You know, that's pretty good. Really good movie making. That's why I was trying to say that. You know, it's, it's kind of nice. Now the painting. Yeah. What do you think of this? It was a good painting, but I mean, come on. It was These people good, are that gullible. But are these people that gullible though? Yes, they are. Come on, man. Dude, we've already seen they're that gullible. <laughs> I can't believe it. I yeah. just I, I can't believe that you think he painted that. That he didn't paint that. Like so you know he did it. Like there's no world where he didn't do it. Jesus awakened. It's a miracle. I like, yeah. You love the photo op. Did you love that photo op where he turned around and oh saw the God. cameras and did the, <laughs> the knees kneeling? Yeah, yeah. So that's just <laughs> it, it, like it's it is such smoke and mirrors to a T, but it does like paint such a picture of what those people did. Like, yeah. Look. Ooh, yeah. Whoa. I was hey, no. Nobody else came in when I was passed out. I was here the whole Fred time. Fred was asleep. I was here Fred the whole time. Like, <laughs> the fuck? I will say this. His chicanery did cause a tourism bubble. Do you see how many people came to that town? He, oh, he did make them some money. He yep. did make them some money. So, so like he said before, am I, am I good or am I bad? Well, you know, he's ultimately thing, bad, like, but... He made the the town money, but who did that go to? That didn't go to the people. They already put all their shit in the collection basket. It went to the stores and the right. restaurants. It didn't and, go yeah. to the people that had no money. Well, they're yeah. still <laughs> they're still fucked. Uh, they are. They are. They are still fucked. Okay, are we ready to move on? Like my husband lost a job, and we're negative. $40 in debt counting the fake 20 I had in my wall, my purse when I got up. 
So yeah, there you go. Here's my last $5 bill I found in the couch. <laughs> there Ever. we go. All right. All right. Throughout all of this, the subplot involving Jane and Braverman who find themselves falling for each other. She becomes enchanted by Braverman's simple farm life and his interest in butterflies. However, after Braverman's disclosure of Jonah's past, Jane breaks off their budding relationship. They soon, however, meet again, and Jane confesses to Braverman that she is tired of manipulating people. He makes it clear he would like a permanent relationship with her if she will stay. So this is kind of separate because it is a subplot. I have it here. I didn't Like yeah. I told you earlier, I don't understand the whole relationship. I like her on the con more. I don't like her well, with this guy as much. Yeah, me too. But I feel like she doesn't want to be on the con. She, I don't, I'll say this about that. She, I don't think wanted to be on the con forever. And, well, does anybody? Cause it's not well, a way of life. Right, obviously. but here's the thing. Like, I feel like she wanted a reason to get out of it. I don't, this is the one thing about this movie that, I don't think that was a good reason. I don't think they did that well. You know, that's what I, that's probably what and it is. Like, they didn't give me a reason to buy into it. That's right. what it is. Yeah. There's like nothing that she wanted to get laid. Okay, cool. But, but she was, could do that and then leave. Exactly. There was nothing to, re- I mean, until you got to the butterfly effect, which whatever, yeah. but yeah. I don't really think up until then, yeah, I don't. I think they failed with that because it, it just. It was a little bit of a. It didn't work. Wah, it didn't wah. work. I, yeah, but I will say what they did. What we did get out of this scene, and them doing in her relationship is she does go into the explanation of Jonas' life. Yeah, how he was left, and we get that line. You know, he waited for how many days and all that. It's like so, she, she kind of shows how he she sees the good in what he does because he could be worse yeah. and he tries to give people hope in his own way, even if it's taking their money mm-hmm. in the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of see that, but she still wants to leave it. I mean, that's what yeah. it's like. Fuck she, her. She wants it's a kind of weird. Yes. Which, and Hey, it's a step up for her from urban cowboy. She wants a reason <laughs> to get out. She didn't in urban cowboy. <laughs> um now the convo by the tree that, like when they were sitting there in, in her and she's like sitting on the thing that was kind of weird because he was like playing with her feet that was kind of weird that whole scene when they're like sitting there talking and he's like touching her feet well i mean like are they that close already i mean is that is that a? <laughs> I mean if wouldn't that be weird to you if like someone you just were like dating you just all of a sudden start touching their feet well, and you haven't been we, with them like in that way we didn't see the earlier part of that date so we don't know okay maybe Look, you're right but i just thought it looked weird but then he does goes to the go-to move you, you know what that is the bowling ball grip the, no the butterflies two in the pink one in the stink what <laughs> oh you're disgusting <laughs> you're disgusting no the the bo- the butterflies his go-to move when he goes and does the little clapping and then after they do the talk, it's clap I think that on, was his closer. Clap off. Clap on, clap <laughs> off. The butterfly. <laughs> yeah, but that's his go-to move. I think I wonder if he's done it with other women. Although maybe. it's a small town, probably yeah. not. Maybe not. Mar maybe he tried it with Marvin. She's like, I see through your shit. Maybe he tried it with Claudia Schiffer. I don't know. 
<laughs> he should have. <laughs> All right, you're up, man. You're up. Jane is late to the revival for unbeknownst reasons, except she was getting late. The townsfolk who had money planted on them reveal their unexplained fortunes. Boyd comes to believe that Jonas can make him walk again. He goes to the revival and implores Jonas to heal him. Jonas finishes the show while pretending not to notice the boy but is compelled to return to the stage after the crowd begins to chant, One more! One more! One more! Jonas spins the expected failure to heal Boyd by blaming Braverman, who is present, saying that if failure occurs, it will be due to Braverman's skepticism. Boyd walks to the crucifix and touches the feet. He begins to walk unassisted. Cray, cray. The crowd sweeps to the stage. After the show, Jonas rails to Jane that he was conned and that Boyd upstaged him. Jane doesn't believe it was con. The production crew are thrilled with all the money that came in as a result of Boyd being hailed. Hailed! <laughs> and what Boyd to join the show. Jonas reluctantly agrees bring him on all right does. i i just want to say in this section i love how steve martin cooks basically he's cooking in this oh. with his with his uh revival he's, he's got he's putting it on thick some green eggs and ham shit going on right there for sure he uh he even had he even fit in that line the aluminum siding in the preaching i was like like i like that they have those bets see that tells me the things i would love i would love to travel with that group and try to get my own lines into the show and see if i can make I would, some money i would love to travel with that group to get on the pga tour <laughs> so yeah oh yeah so now i do want to talk about this uh mostly I remember watching this originally, you know, back in the day. I don't know. How long ago did you watch it when it came out way back when? I So here's the thing. I watched it for this podcast. I know I watched this back in the day. I can't remember how long ago. And that's the thing. Like okay. When I watched it, I was like, I, I do remember it, but it's one of those I probably watched it once. So I didn't it's remember like it that well. It's probably like me... Like you said, we had the, the premiums. It was probably on a lot at one point. And right, so you saw right. it like I did. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Now I remember but it's like I remember watching this originally and feeling that Boyd could always walk. Like when I watched it originally, that's what I always thought. And I never yeah. realized he was never really injured. Like, see, I didn't remember the part where he was all mental. I I I don't remember that part. I always thought he actually was injured. You know, but instead it's all psychological. Um, I I think he was a con man, just like Jonas. I do think I think in the end that's what he did. I don't I think you do? Uh no, no. Yeah, Jonas thinks he got I think Boyd knew he could walk and he just like he did the, the magic trick in the diner, you know, he has he, he was showing some skills. He wants to run away with the circus. And I think when he did that he so. was trying to show that I think he was trying to show that he could be a part of the show and he could play that guy. And, and so and that's why I think you think he was just like waiting to catch his ride. 
I think he always could walk, but he chose this as the time to do it because he wanted to leave with them. That is it. Okay. I don't think he was waiting for an evangelist to come along and heal him. I think it was a mental thing, and he was like, I, I want to go now, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. That makes sense. That's my thing. I don't know. Because here's what I know. I feel like... There is no such thing as faith healing. So he didn't get healed by faith. <laughs> I feel like he was like, I did the movie Witness. Nobody cared that much. I'm in here. Now I'm ready to walk. Because I got to get <laughs> out of here. Because I got nothing else. So now I'm going to... I was thinking... I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't... I like, think he just chose to walk. I think he just chose to walk and exploit the situation. <laughs> I think he always so, could have with the right motivation. You, like, you're you're saying this, like... I feel like... I feel like then, if you're going to say that, he's like every fucking one-and-a-half-year-old child. Well, I'm choosing to walk now, bitches. <laughs> no, he's, he, he's different I'm, I'm than just, that. I mean, I'm just... No, he's not. I'm waiting till I have an opportunity until the spotlight's on me. Yeah. I'm going to do it when I want to do it. And if I have something to gain, then I'll do it. I think that is the thing. He exploited it. He is a one and a half year old. I'm going to do it when I fucking want to, when there's something in it for me. Because here's the thing. We don't know how old he is. He might be 18. And if he is, what the hell is he doing for a living? Nothing. He sits there in the diner all day. So to me, this is an exploited situation to go run off and live a circus fantasy. You know, I can really walk, but now I can play the guy who can't and we can make a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, how many times can you do that trick, though? I guess back in the 90s, probably a lot, but because you didn't have Internet yet. You're a little before that. So no digital cameras. Right. Yeah. Or just say it or digital porn. So you have nothing yeah. else to do, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read the next section. Are you ready? I'm ready. Jonas is angry because he doesn't believe he healed Boyd. Jonas accuses Boyd of being a better con artist than he himself. Boyd wants to join Jonas on the road, promising to earn his keep. Jonas agrees to meet Boyd the following morning, implying Boyd could come. After Boyd has left, Jonas speaks with his sister. She thanks Jonas, who tells her that he will not be meeting her brother, Boyd, the next morning. He asks her to tell Boyd that just because a person didn't show up doesn't mean that the person doesn't care about them. Referencing a setup earlier in the movie where Jane defended Jonas by telling Braverman the story of a five-year-old Jonas waiting in vain for four days for his mother to return for many years while living in, the, in an orphanage holding steadfast to the belief that one day she would indeed return this is where yeah. this is the this is weird like so he he's not going to show up for Boyd because he doesn't right. want him there right he, he's you know he does this is the weird part of the movie I'd say this is where the movie starts getting weird for me and I have a whole spiel after the next section but this okay. is where it starts getting a little weird for me. <laughs> yeah. But um, but when he has the talk with Boyd, he says, Boyd says he made him walk again, which I don't believe. I think in Boyd always could walk. And that's when Jonas gives him the genuine article speech, like I said before, uh, lays it all on the line, tells him the game. And Boyd says, what's the difference if you get the job done? Which tells me once again he could walk all along, right? Because what's uh, the difference if well, if I got the job done? 
See, I don't know about that. Because, well... Why? I don't know if that's why he's saying that. Because earlier... Why else would he? Jonas said that earlier in the movie. Yeah, when 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 Braverman said, and he's you saying, know, you're you're, and what, he says, what what matters if I get the job does it done? Matter as long as I get the job done, and he's saying, what does it matter as long as you get the job done? So I don't know if he's conning anybody, or he's just I saying. Think, no, what I'm saying is, I with in his mindset is he like, I did this. This is a miracle to me. What else does it matter with everything else if you get the job done? You know, See, I, mean? I don't I don't I don't think he it was. A miracle. I don't know. I don't I'm think saying he... like he thinks it is, though. Okay. He's still saying you healed me. You did this. That's what he's saying. Uh, well, except for when he gets challenged on it, he says, but what's the difference if it if it, it gets the job done, it may, it, what difference does it make if he gets? He he's, does say that when he's challenged he's saying, on it. So. He's saying that about him. What's the difference is if the job gets done, then you know the job. But I think the job being done in this case wasn't right. the healing; it was the faking uh, the the See, getting the money and here's an, and the entertainment value. Here's the reason I I think that's not correct. If he was faking him out, they should take him with him. Yes, that's why the, he agrees. Because this is like, you're the best ever. You're Tom Brady. Shit. Let's go. I agree. Our Super Bowl. I, agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And that's why he initially agrees to take him because everybody wants him to. But then we know what happens later. So let's go on. Let's read the All next right. section. So Jonas leaves the tent and witnesses the scenes happening around the tent. He packs a bag and departs alone under the cover of darkness, leaving behind his entire roadshow and most of all of the rest of everything that he owns, including his silver sequined jacket and an envelope for Jane containing his ring that she has long coveted. Jonas hitches a ride on the nearby interstate from which they had come from Rustwater. At the start of the story, Braverman and Jane drive to Jonas's motel room and find him gone. Long gone. All right. So this is to me, this is where, you know, me and maybe you start seeing this movie in a strange way. I yeah. personally, when he walks out, and he sees all the people doing their little prayer circles and all that. I see a horror scene. <laughs> That's what I see. Yeah. I see uh, indoctrination and amplification of belief yeah. <laughs> by other <Yeah>. cons. <laughs> oh, maybe he thought, what have I done? I've created a monster. That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, man. I like it that he leaves. I personally, I think this. It makes sense as to why he wouldn't show up for the kid. Like he knew he had it's, to bring the kid at that point. Yeah. Or leave. Or leave. That's why I'm telling you, I, it's why the kid did con him. He you're um, he would have taken yeah. him if he had stayed, but he left because he just didn't because this is where the movie takes he, the shit turn to me. And it's he, my generic yeah. after this. So me me too. For maybe a different reason, but yeah. He knew we'll, we'll get to that after well, the next he was gonna keep going with so yeah i think 
I don't agree. Like I said, I don't agree with the premise in this movie of him doing the real miracle here. Like I think he was running from the implications of all of the revival that all of the revival brought with the kid, you know, and, and the complicated feelings that it stirred in people. Yeah. I think maybe he finally hit the point where he may have grown a moral compass <laughs> too. So there's that. Right. You know, things happen. You know, things happen. Things happen. It, it, all right. I'm going to, I'll go. Let me go with this. Shit. <laughs> I got shit happens. Yeah. Go kick some shit. There we go. Jonas <laughs> hitches a ride with the truck driver bound for Pensacola, Florida. When asked by the driver, if he is on some, in some kind of trouble, Jonas replies, no, sir. No, sir, probably for the first time in my life. As they continue to ride along, the drought comes to a dramatic end with a miraculous downpour. Jonas laughs silently to himself as he realizes the truth, and the film ends as he rides off into the stormy evening, hanging out the truck window, loudly thanking Jesus for the rain. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, so I'm gonna, I want to say right away, I'm calling bullshit on the rain being a miracle. Because in the part of the country where they're at, just want to let you know, it never goes five years without rain. And corn would never get three feet high without it, too. By the way, somehow their corn grows and they have corn fucking relish. Just saying it. Um, I don't know. We saw a scene where the corn stalks were pretty bad looking. So I don't know. No, they were up to his shoulder, up to Will's shoulders. But they were pretty. His shoulders. They looked dry they look you like you have to have water but there wasn't five years they said five year drought they said five, five years, years without rain was that that's it? what they said okay that's what they said at the beginning of the movie that's my bad i'm just calling bullshit right. i'm calling that bullshit and you know and my biggest problem with this is the coincidence of fucking weather is gonna <laughs> further entrench these people into some fucking belief system okay. that that didn't really do it for them. Let me tell my you my, part of the my biggest problem with this. Is this a generic? Is this your do you have no, a generic here? No. But I'm saying in general. Okay. Go ahead. I'm just saying, no, no, no. I was just joking. Like, let me tell you my biggest problem with this evangelistic oh. shit. Oh, well, yeah, Th- but this is my least favorite part of the movie. All right. Um, and you know what? I'll, I'll hit my generic for it because of that. <laughs> and what they do here, because there's so much I love about this movie up until this point, because the whole movie is about showing how the the evangelist is taking advantage of people the yeah. whole time. Right. But because it's the ni- early 90s and in this country, we can't have that. They had to try and square the fucking circle and make the evangelist end up being the good guy who could heal everything. Like, like it couldn't be, you know, they had to pander to religion, pe- religious people. So they would go watch the fucking movie, which they didn't. So they could have just done the right ending is what it comes down to. Cause yeah. only it didn't make much money. It could have done the real ending where he didn't really do anything and made it ambiguous as to whether anything was healed and make it possible that everything was just a coincidence and a con. That, that's probably the best ending for this movie. Right. Anything that leaves you with a good question is a, is worthy. I think, uh, so I'll get my generic right now. Just get this out of the way. All right. <laughs> All right. From a movie standpoint of what's going on in the movie, my biggest generic, honestly, is him leaving. Only because... Yeah. Did you not just unemploy like a couple hundred people working for you oh yeah that well, not a boy me. takes over 
Not a I'm boy like, takes over. But, well, who's going to be the star of the show? Seriously. <laughs> That's a good question. I'm good like, question. No, you, no. You, like, literally, you're you're the lead singer. And you said, I'm quitting That's the band. hard. And that was the one thing about that. When he left, I'm like, good for you. And I get it. But like, dude, you got an entourage. You just left in the fucking dirt. Yeah. Like, what the hell happens to them? Because you're watching this as it goes. I'm like, earlier, they're like, we made 4000 tonight. That's yeah. not going to fucking feed all those people. You got a lot well, of fucking people. What the hell's going on? You know that last night they had way more, because they had more people that but, could fit in right. their tent. And again, they all got to find new jobs, apparently, or a new lead singer. And Who, I don't know how you going to do that. <laughs> You say this, but you know what my thought was? Whose name is the truck in, in the buses? Like, exactly. how the fuck do they sell that if it's in his name? Right. <laughs> so he just left a lot of fucking people high and dry. Um, I have an alternate ending they, they could have done here, a different way of doing it. Um, I actually had it written down here. I forgot. What they could have done is Boyd, we could have seen where Boyd came. They could have had a scene where Boyd comes clean to his sister. Mm-hmm. And says, yeah, I wanted to run away, but I actually could walk. I just chose to walk because I wanted to run away. He could say that. And then we could have heard on the radio about the looking like rain at some point tonight earlier in the movie. Like, yeah. you know, he could have heard it on there. So, like they could have set it up to where everything would have looked like a miracle, but wasn't. So they just they just chose to try and make this ambiguous religious ending that where where they tried to make it feel like it was a real belief. Right. I feel like they did. I got, God, I'm drawing. They didn't stick the landing. I'm trying to figure it out still. Cause I'm like, they did not stick the landing. It was like, are you trying to show that regardless of whatever is going on, as long as like have belief, which I get that, but it was still too much, you know? Like have belief, which I get that is the kind of sentiment, but the way the way they did the movie, that didn't yeah. work for a movie because it's like, yeah, at the end you're like, I feel like I'm missing forty five minutes of this movie, even though, and it was already I, long enough. I don't want to watch another forty five <laughs> minutes, but I'm like, I'm missing about forty five fucking minutes of this movie. <laughs> You're right. That's why I say you don't want any more of it, but you need but more. But I kind of like, would yeah. fucking like to have some more of something. You get the <laughs> end of it and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I I think if you get the right person to play the character, I think this could be a uh a Netflix series. Yeah. Of what happens on uh, a traveling. Well, they kind of are doing that on what's it called? Well HBO. I, I, you know what? I will say if you get Michael Keaton, how about that? It's HBO. Uh, they are doing that kind of. What's that show on HBO where they have the the righteous gemstones? There is a thing kind of like that, but they have a church, a mega church, not a traveling thing. Yeah, so there's that. It's a little different, but uh, but yeah, Maybe. Michael Keaton. He's still old now, though. Dude, he's coming back as Batman. Shut up. He can still do this. <laughs> what do you mean he's so old? Wait, hold on. Are you saying he's too old to be an evangelist? Really? No, I'm. <laughs> well, with the oh, energy that Steve Martin had, too old to be an evangelist. With the energy that Steve Martin played, you got to admit that's. Are that's, you really fucking telling level. me right now? 
Michael Keaton could not bring that energy. Really? Well, here's the thing. I'll give you my six pack. I'll give you my six pack. And it's my final one. And it's Steve Martin as Jonas Nightingale is the driving force of this movie. He is the greatest, but would Michael Keaton have done as well? And I, my answer is yes, he would have killed it and it would have been amazing. And it probably would have made more than 20 million. Even though Steve Martin's a big star. It was, it cost 20 million. It made 23.4 million. Yeah, it's a, but Michael Keaton was just Batman. If he's Batman to this, I think people would have been more interested and it would have made money just on curiosity alone. Yeah, might have. That's might have? I think it well, would Well, here's the thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they paid Steve Martin and what they would have had to pay Michael Keaton. And the difference. It obviously wasn't enough. <laughs> the difference between what it made, I don't know. But, but it obviously wasn't enough because that's the reason he left. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. But, I mean, oh, there you go. The movie itself, it's, you know, it's a, watch- I get it. it's a watchable movie, but it wasn't something okay. that was going to break box office records. So I don't know so, how much they were planning to pay either one of them. That's all. Probably points, and that's probably disappointing for them yeah. because they wouldn't have got anything. Um, so let's go into your favorite category. What's your yes. favorite thing? Memorabilia. What would you like to own from this movie to display in your man cave? Well, me, and you know what it is, because I said I would like to be a human disco ball, so I want the sequin jacket that he has, and I would probably get it tailored so it fits me better so that I could actually wear it rather than displaying it. Okay. They would have to add more sequins, but that's fine. <laughs> Love the sweet. More sequins, the better. <laughs> Since you took that one, I'm going to say the Jonas Nightingale jacket. Oh, where he does the little and turn the and then does the. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> I think that's the one. I'd be like, yeah. And I would do the same thing. Funny. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, that's me you say- right there. <laughs> You say that, but on IMDb, they have facts, right? Or, or things they say are facts. And But this is a fact. When he does the thing where they say, who are you? He does that turn and then puts his hands up in the air. Right as he puts his hands up in the air, the cash register goes, ding. There you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go, man. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So, I yeah, I agree with you. That's a good one. I, I Either one of them. I great mean, memory. the only other thing I was going to say would be his cowboy hat. Just because, uh, oh, when he was like, oh, guy boys crutches kind of thing, and because I'd want boys, him to not be able because he didn't need him really. Anymore. He boys don't need him. He don't need him anymore. Are you kidding me? See, see, there's there's a strange. Okay, now this made me think that's a strange memorabilia for movies. Could you imagine going to all boys, the movies where where there was kids that needed those crutches, boys like Breaking crutches. Bad? Getting what gets getting what's his name's crutches, getting Boyd's crutches, like every movie okay, where you see okay. that. Having those real crutches. I would say, yeah. So don't take that as memorabilia. Leave those for somebody that could use them. But my point you, is, wouldn't that be the weirdest collection that, of like, movie and you, TV memorabilia? No, the weird, the, you should have been like, I want the Jesus with his eyes open. 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 Eyes wide open. <laughs> Jesus is <laughs> wide open. <laughs> Isn't that Creed? <laughs> oh, man. Our, 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 
Welcome to this place. I'll show you everything. Are you ready for uh, rating this bitch up? Fuck yes. I am going to, so I, I gotta say it's, it is funny. Like I, I, I know I watched this movie a long time ago. I know I've seen it. Don't remember it until I watched it again at this point um, for the show. It's actually, it is entertaining. I hate evangelists. I think we both can agree with that. Fucking hate them. Everything about them. Dirty, slimy soul suckers. But yes, the movie itself, it, it, it was it, it's entertaining. It's good. It's entertaining. I liked it. It had a yeah. lot left to be desired, especially again, like we said just a bit ago, I feel like I missed about 30 to 45 minutes of it that didn't fucking happen with some I and I think maybe that's part of the movie because it did leave a lot open that if that was the theme, have faith in things, which I get that, but at the same time, you know what? I'm a real American, Hulk Hogan style. Give me some fucking shit. Give me some closure. I give it 14, and I think that's fair. And that's pretty All high, right. but I I think that's fair. I am a real okay. American. Fight for the rights of every man. I am a Don't real American. Don't give money to the collection plate. Unless that's it's my... the uh, soda pop. Wait, unless it's the soda pop culture club that's, collection plate. That's not a <laughs> that's collection fine. plate. That's that's for us, and we appreciate. Don't and we give the... you bonus content. Don't give to the collection plate. Give to us because we appreciate. That's correct. We will entertain you better. Okay, yeah. so I um. I, I actually love this movie uh, as well. I don't understand how it is not liked more. Like, I feel people should like it more. Um, you know, it feels like it's not talked about enough for what it is. It exposed uh, to the masses the tricks behind these revivals and showed us that it's all just entertainment, much like this podcast. Um, right. In the end, the one thing they do is they do their dance for the believers so they don't get offended, which is annoying. Because they could have stuck a better, like we said, they could have stuck the landing a little better on the end. I just, I think that's where they failed. But Steve Martin is excellent, and there isn't much better than him in that sequin jacket being a disco ball. Um, But because of the pandering at the end of the movie, um, that bothers me so much. And some of the holes, like you said, the big 45-minute one. (laughs) I give this 14 and a half cans. Um, Without the pandering, this can't. Without the pandering in the hole, this could have been a lot higher. Like, like there's a point wow. up. At, there's a in this movie. This is a twenty can movie up until a certain point, and oh, then it goes man. off the rails. Yeah, but fourteen and a half. Uh, we're at that 14. is strange. We're strangely on the same page. I'll, we are calibrated. <laughs> we, we are yeah. like pretty calibrated, not completely, because. When you go 14 to 14 and a half, like for you, Fast and Furious, if we're that much off, the NOS doesn't work and we yeah. explode. So we die. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to be right on. We can't be almost calibrated, <laughs> but we're pretty close there. I, I that's that's crazy. Fourteen, fourteen and a half. I will say for this movie, yeah, that's kind of crazy. We're that close. It's interesting that um, we thought that that's what it was. It was better it than average. It, it was, but and not it, like great. I was watching. I'm like, I do like this movie overall. It's a good watch, but then I'm like, it's over. That's like a big thing. I big swear old. to God, dude. I'm like, and I, and I know here's a funny thing too. Watching it. I was like, there's on the thing it showed. There's, you know, when I finished it, 20 minutes left, 25 minutes left. It wasn't that long. And then I get to the end and then they've got the singing at the end and all that. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry. Okay. Are there bonus I mean, washed up? Yeah. Are there going to be bonus? And, and they didn't do those back then. But I'm like, still waiting. I'm like, are there going to be bonus? The scenes? choir was a bonus scene. The it, choir was the bonus. I know scene. it was. It's like, this is, <laughs> like, okay, fuck. I got sister Kate three. Great. But I'm like, sister act sister, three. <laughs> sister, act. Oh, sister Kate TV show. Sorry. Sister act three. But I'm like, what else? I miss sister Kate. Such a good show. So, um, so Jason Priestley, Jason Priestley, motherfucker. In case you didn't hey, know. Hey, what? Where are we at on this? Just find us our rating. Where are we at? Fourteen point two five. So, and what? There has to be a Fast and Furious right next to that. Um, there probably is. Oh wait, fourteen point two five. Waiting. Waiting. That's a that. That's yeah. You, dude, you gave that a six. Yeah, but no, that makes sense though. When you look at you know. Billy Madison is. I, that makes sense. Oh, no, this one makes the most sense. 14.5. Urban Cowboy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so close. How I is know. that? <laughs> you, you notice the, the, the I, theme, though, like, in these movies are the ones with the egregious things in them. I'm telling you right now, when when we some of the shit the way it works with the scores and again everybody we rate these individually but when i see how the, some of this works together this is like fucking mercury rising or something something's yeah. going on here with how some of these scores work together and relate so much yeah we are figuring out the puzzle something about <laughs> the universe is coming down to our fucking ratings, and I don't know how, and I don't like it. Well, if uh, if anybody wants to rate these movies and send us theirs through our email or messages, we're fine with that. We'd like to see what you would rate them. We have no problem with that. We're very easy. Uh-oh. 14.25 for She's All That. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It does. It does. Yeah, 14.375 for Son-in-Law. These are all in that same area, though. They're like ones that aren't like 14, there are 24 moments. But. Sorry, 14.25 for the burbs. And the funny thing about these movies is you got to remember they have moments that are 24 moments, but there's other right. things that bring them all down. And that's the key. These are all that style. It's it is. It's just doesn't carry through. <laughs> and doesn't like. All right. Yeah. All right. So, Are you ready? This was a good watch. I will say I like literally 
I actually did enjoy watching this again. I I do have to say that, but I was like, where's the rest of it? Where's the beef? <laughs> I don't know, but you know what you miss? You know, I forgot something. You know what you miss? This right here. Anyways. <laughs> Diarrhea. Cha-cha-cha. No, the squish. You haven't heard in a while. All right. We would like to thank you for listening. We also want to remind you to join our Patreon so you can get some of that bonus content and other fun stuff. For example, we're going to be dropping bonus episodes of us discussing random things sometimes at the end of shows, and there's going to be some things we're planning. So just look out for it. Remember, you can go to soldapopcultureclub.com for all things related to the show, including your chance to make movie suggestions, and our episode schedule is there as well. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, and we have a Twitch channel, which I feel is going to be a lot more active now. Now we want to give you a little tease as to what next week's movie may be. See if you can guess what it is. This shit right here makes your dick <laughs> there you have it if you know what that is that's awesome and as always thank you for listening is there anything else you have that you want to say thank you guys god bless we appreciate each and every one of you and we hope we entertain you and tell your friends